Hallelujah. There we are. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm in agreement with Pastor Sharon and everyone here asking you, Lord, that my speech, my preaching and my teaching this morning may not be with persuasive words of human wisdom, but only in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Father, may all of our faith here today be in the power of God and not in the wisdom of men. And thank you, Lord, for your anointing on everything that I have to say and to be today. And we all say, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much, Pastor Sharon. It is such a privilege for me to minister here today, to be with Pastor Sharon and with all of you. And this is how it works. Even when we come to message moments to share the word, why is that such uh, a privilege? Because of the house anointing. Because of the house anointing. Hallelujah. Well, welcome to all of you here today. Oh, the best place is in the house of the Lord. And the safest place is on assignment. Every day when we come and we go. Well, I'm going to jump in immediately. And uh, please go to John chapter 17 verse 23, New King, no, Amplified, please, in your Bibles. Last week, Pastor John spoke to us about the law of recognition. Why would I say that? Because Pastor John shared about his friend that grew up with him, but that friend did not want to recognize what God had in front of him. That friend of Pastor John did not want the plan of God, the designer, even with Pastor John in his life. So, John 17, verse 23, the Amplified this morning. I in them and you in me, in order that they may become, those are very important words and we will go back there, in order, in order Jesus said, that all of us can become. The Lord Jesus says, one and perfectly united, that the world may know, oh, and listen to these words of our Lord Jesus this morning, that the world may know and definitely recognize, definitely recognize. And you, Lord, this is what Jesus wants, and you have loved them, even as you have loved me. Verse 24, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have entrusted to me, as your gift to me, may be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory, which you have given me, your love gift to me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. Remember, Pastor John said last week that we are gifts from the Father to Jesus. But here was the question, and it's still so important for you and me. Do you think a gift can do whatever they want to do in life? No, no. We want the gift is at the call of the creator, the designer. We want God's desire and his design 
for our lives. Hallelujah. Look at verse 25 this morning. Oh, just and righteous Father. Oh, and I just want you to see a moment because that's why God is smiling. We're going to go there today. I just want you to recognize the son-father relationship happening here. Oh, just and righteous Father, although the world has not known you and has failed to recognize, some in the world fail to recognize, Jesus makes it very clear. Some people do not recognize. You, they've never recognized you and has never acknowledged you, Father. I have known you continually, and these men understand and know that you have sent me. So the law of recognition, I think you can imagine my title, the title of my message this morning, the recognition, the law of recognition. Jesus wants us to know what God the Father has given to you and me. Now, the Lord shared this with us on 16 July. I have just chose this part to be on the board as well this morning. Jesus wants us to know what God is giving us. What the Lord gave us, this is what the Lord shared through Pastor John. What the Lord gave us is, I will take the children. And when he started taking the children, he also started to take families. And he started to take this church, this heritage of faith, Ecclesia, as he's always been planning for us to become. We started to become. So I want you to look at um, uh, John 17, verse 23 again. This is exactly what Jesus was praying. Look what Jesus is saying. I and them and you and me, in order that they may become. That's why the Lord is pleased with us. That's why he's smiling. Because he's taking the children, he's taking families, he's always been planning for us to become. We started to become a kingdom-orientated ecclesia church, full of the life of God, full of the love of God, and full of the order of God. So we have started our journey. Are we there yet? Pastor John asked. No. Are we busy making our way? We are well on our way. And that is why the Lord is pleased with us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Please open your Bibles at Matthew 13, verse 54 this morning, please. Um, I'm reading here from the New King James. Now, this is very important for you and me. Always, not once when we are born again and uh, start to grow in the Word of God, Every step of the way, and especially every level. So, Matthew 13, verse 54. When Jesus had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished. When he started to teach and preach the word of God, they were astonished. Some translations said they marveled. Look what the word says. And they said, oh, when you hear, that's why the Bible says, take heed what you hear, because you're going to speak. But they said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Now, in those days, they witnessed the great anointing on Jesus. The Bible says they marveled. They were astonished. We see this. But 
Can you believe two verses like this is next to one another? Instead of recognizing who Jesus was, look what they had to say. Verse 55. Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Is this not his brothers and sisters? Look at verse 56. And his sisters, are they not with all of us? Where did this man get all of these things? Verse 57, and they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Jesus is talking about honor here. But when I spoke to the my exchanges here at the office, the Lord said to me, before you can go to honor and submission, you have to talk about the law of recognition. They were offended. They judged Jesus to be flawed. Is this not the carpenter's son? I just read it to you. This, they said Jesus is flawed. Now, remember what Pastor John shared with us in the message, the abortion. Listen to this. Every time when I stand here, Pastor John says, as a messenger of God and I teach, you will be challenged to say, now I call these people the Matthew 13 people. You will be challenged to say like the Matthew 13 people, the messenger is flawed, therefore the message is flawed. So then you come to evaluate how much of the message you want to hear because you've chosen to consider the messenger flawed. I want to point out to you, says Pastor John, the fact that God was not flawed. This is the very scripture. Jesus was ministering, but they did not believe. They did not receive. Is he not this? They judged Jesus to be flawed. No, the devil does not need to show a flaw to challenge the message. The devil just uses the flaws in men to undermine the message. That is what happened here. They witnessed the anointing on Jesus, but they did not recognize who and what the Father was giving them. Let's look at verse 58. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Jesus was right there, ready to touch them with mighty works, but because of no recognition, they aborted what God had ready for them. I want, you, I want you to recognize today how important this is. I've shared with my exchanges, what you do not recognize will cost you. Two thieves hung on a cross with Jesus. One recognized that he was the Messiah. The other one did not recognize Jesus as Lord, and it cost him his eternal life. He aborted heaven. 26th of February, the Holy Spirit shared with us, through Pastor John. This is no time for us to think that we can't engage in the spirit of abortion. Because if the devil has his way, he will have you abort the plan of God for your life. That is what his plan is. Pastor John said on that day, it's a serious message today because it's a serious moment in our lives. You see, because if we're going to go to the highest level attainable, we are going, and if we are going for maximum, we have to understand, Pastor John says, that the Lord had me minister for weeks and weeks about tearing down idols, burning altars in your life. What is altars? Where you take your stuff, your money, 
your energy. Where you go is where you worship. What you give your attention to is an altar in your life. He says he's inviting you to make a decision. And, uh, and Pastor John is pleading with us that we will not let the uh, spirit of abortion steal what God has for us. No, we are going to give birth. Pastor John says, please, let's go full term with God. We are going to give birth to the wonders and the plans that God has pre-planned for us, predestined for us, pre-ordained for us to walk in. We will not abort the plan that God has for our lives. Please go to Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11. All scriptures, as I was in the word of God and as the, the Lord led me, all these wonderful scriptures that Pastor John brought us. This one also in the Amplified Bible. God has made everything beautiful in its time and he has planted eternity in our hearts and in our minds. A divinely implanted sense of purpose, working through the ages with nothing under the sun but God alone that can satisfy this in us. A divinely implanted sense of purpose. Pastor John spoke a lot about purpose last week. He shared that God designed us for him to be in us. We are designed by the creator to fill us. When he fills us, we become the container for his purpose. That's how we can walk in our purpose. I want to show you the designer today and how he works. Ephesians 2.10 also in the Amplified, Pastor John ministered about this in depth, so beautifully. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship, the Amplified Bible says, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do those good works, which God predestined, very important, planned beforehand for us. This is exactly what Pastor John said, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Now, Pastor John ministered about this work, this word workmanship. In the Greek, it's the word poema, if I pronounce it correctly. That's where we get the word poem from. Very beautiful. It means it's a creative work like an art piece. Anytime you look at an art piece, it's not actually about that piece of art. You are really looking at the reveal of the artist, the designer himself. Let me show you this in Psalm 139. And sound and song, as we worship the Lord and we bring this before him, we see the designer here, the artist. I'm reading here from the New King James. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written, pre-planned, preordained before time. The days fashioned for me. Now that Hebrew Greek, uh, uh, that Hebrew word uh, uh, fashioned means designed intentionally and made artistically. It's the same, it's our creator, it's the designer, the designer that wants to fill us, we are his workmanship. So last week, Pastor John said, all sin 
is a violation of design and purpose. Sin keeps you from fulfilling your purpose and design. So if you do not want to follow God's plan for your life, then you make a choice to get rid of the designer. You cut him out of your life and you abort the plan that he has for your life. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, New King James. This is a powerful scripture like all the others. And I've asked them to uh, encircle those words. I want you to see something today because we have no excuse. I love this verse. God who has saved us, he saved all of us here. He saved us and he called us with a holy calling, not according to mine, your work, but according to his own purpose and grace. Can you see there he attached grace to your purpose? The can-do power, the can-do ability is attached to the purpose. Many people don't read this in the right way. He called us according to his own purpose and grace attached to us. To the purpose. It was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Ephesians 2, Psalm 139. This is very important for us this morning. Every believer, I know this in our hearts. That's why God has placed eternity into our hearts. Every believer wants to fulfill their God ordained purpose. But we cannot know ourselves by ourselves. The moment you attempt to define yourself independent from God, you actually deny yourself the very grace of knowing who you truly are and who God intended you to be. Purpose and grace that we can walk in it. Now, it's very important to understand 2 Timothy 1 9 this morning. Listen to this. Purpose is what's written in God's book about you. Grace is the empowerment to fulfill it. Purpose, I just read to you, Psalm 139, 16. In your book, they were all written. Purpose is what's written in God's book about you. Long before time began. Grace is the empowerment to fulfill it. Our purpose is what the designer established before time began. So destiny is not what you create. It's what you discover because it's written. Our journey to new discoveries all the time, step by step, from one level to the highest levels attainable. Praise the Lord. Now, for us to walk in God's purpose, we have to walk in His ways. Now, Pastor Sharon already shared with us Tuesday evening at Pray Connect. We went there and I'm just going to Mention it once because she mentioned it, but Pastor Sharon is coming to share with us about the order of God. We have to walk in God's ways. Otherwise, we will be in His way. In 2016, Pastor John was ministering on the law of recognition. He said, you cannot obtain something if you have not the law of recognition at work. The law of recognition must be at work before you can get something. If you don't recognize something, you cannot get it. So what does it mean to recognize? It means to understand something clearly and distinctly. 
It means you acknowledge something, you accept it, you know it, and you admit it. That's very important. That's where we start. Pastor John made it very clear. You cannot receive what you do not recognize. So when you worship at the altar of self, then you're not going to like what the designer shows you. You're not going to like his ways because you want what you want, not seeking the kingdom of God first. This is what happened to those people in Matthew 13. They were astounded when they heard Jesus. The anointing was there, the anointing. But they did not walk in the law of recognition or, of course, not even honor. Those people only took the knowledge that is worldly. Remember, they marveled, but, and I wrote here, but they had different words to say. That's why we put our foot in the message, because we do not have different words to say. We receive the messenger coming from the, um, we receive the message coming from the messenger. Please go to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 in the Passion Translation, because this is very important. Those people in Matthew 13 want to talk, they wanted to talk the, world, the words of the system. And they did. That's not our choosing. But I want you to see what Pastor John showed us in Proverbs 1 verse 7, Passion Translation. How then does a man gain the essence of wisdom? We cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God, the designer. Stubborn know-it-alls will never stop doing this, for they will scorn true wisdom and knowledge. God wants us to know about his ways. So go to Hosea 4 verse 6 in the Amplified. I've shared this about a week ago with the mic exchanges, and this is very important because stubborn know-it-alls will scorn true wisdom and knowledge. That which the Matthew 13 people heard from Jesus, they did not want to recognize those words have those words, they wanted to speak their knowledge coming from the world system. The Lord says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not worldly people. God says my people. Knowledge of the designer and about his ways. Now, most people only quote that part of the scripture. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. No, 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 no. The word has more to say because they have rejected knowledge. They reject the ways of God. They have rejected knowledge. God says, I will also reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. And I will also forget your children. This is what the Lord said to me many, many years ago. The Lord showed me my people perish because of a lack of knowledge not because of a demon. We overcome the attacks of the evil one. But my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. They don't want to know my way. So this is not us, Lord. Look at Proverbs 1.7 in the message. Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. That is us coming like little children. 
humbling ourselves before the Lord, our hearts. So the word says, only fools thump their noses at such wisdom and learning and knowledge. So ignorance is not knowing. Foolishness is not caring to know. That's not how we can come to the house of the Lord. Now, this is a big part of what God gave me for today. It's exactly this. The Lord said to me, I have to say, you have to recognize that you don't recognize. You have to recognize that you don't want to recognize. That is us and our own hearts here this morning. This is us because God is bringing us the messages he wants us to know. So, we have to recognize what God is revealing to us in this house. Praise the Lord. I want you to see something here today because our journey to new discoveries will never end. It's step by step. And now we know this. God said you can have maximum levels. There's levels. So you can abort the plan of the designer at different levels. The Matthew 13 people aborted the plan when the invitation came. Straight away, they walked away. There they were with Jesus. They were with Jesus and they did not walk in the law of recognition. So they did not receive from him. Then Pastor John shared with us about the rich young ruler. Now we know the, it's, it's just the heading for this rich uh, man. He started to walk in the ways of God. And then when the next level came, he, start, he, he liked some things in the word of God. He did those things. But when the next level came, remember what Pastor John said, Jesus was not putting him down. No, not at all. He said to him, well done, you're already here. Now it's time for you to step up and into. And he did not like that part. So some people abort straight away. They don't want to hear. They're going to do their own thing. You can be a few levels away because there's highest levels attainable. So the Lord just showed me many people can abort at different levels because the spirit of abortion will not stop coming to tell you not to receive what God is bringing you. I must say this to you. For how many years in this church, I have seen people come into this church, God bringing them. And when they come, my heart is so glad. I, I, I always think, Lord, I'm so glad they came. Now they're going to hear the word of God and they're going to receive what you've got for them. And then, I mean, they tell me, even when they come here, God's bringing them here for the first time. And they listen to Pastor John. They marvel. And tell me, I have not heard anyone preach like this. And then I think normally in my heart, oh Lord, they're going to get what you, you've got for them. And then they don't come back. And then they don't come back. And oh boy, do they have the Matthew 13 excuses and worldly words. Aborting the plan that God has for them. Yo, I must share this with you. When God brought us to Whitbank, I remember the moment so well. The moment came when God told me and Chobish to be on our post. Because at that time, we still wanted to do what we wanted to do. We went away weekends. Ah, oh, we'll get to church. 
And uh, we did not yet recognize what God was giving us and where he brought us to. And uh, um, it was in that phase that I started to recognize how lawless we were. Now, Chobis was fighting what God was revealing to us with every excuse. He did not want to stay in Woodbank. You know the story. You know the story. At that very moment, we had a very big argument. But the Lord said to me, the Lord said to me, tell Chobis he is busy aborting my plan. Those were the words that God gave me. When Pastor John brought the message early this year, the abortion, just after the message invitation, I was in awe that he used those words because I know how it looks like when the spirit of abortion comes, trying to end God's plan before it can start. And do not think he will not come for all of us again and again on the different levels. Abort means to die to terminate, to bring something to an end before it's completed, to stop your development, failure of the plan. Pastor John shared with us, so when Jesus met with Saul on the road of Damascus, Jesus was saying, Saul, the devil has seized upon your purpose and he has come to try and abort your purpose by giving you an alternative purpose. That's what the Matthew 13 people talked about. 1 Corinthians 2.9. What is it that we are praying and seeking God right now in the new era? 1 Corinthians 2.9. Lord, may we see, may it enter into our ears, may, it ent- may our ears hear, may it enter into our hearts. How can we pray to see and to hear if we do not want to recognize We must walk in the law of recognition. So I want to show you today the law of recognition and a few examples in the Word of God. 2 Timothy 4.10 from the Amplified Bible. This is very important. This is very important. For Demas, the Apostle Paul says, For Demas has deserted me for the love of this present world. Satan came by giving him an alternative purpose. Now, I want you to listen to this this morning because I've laid a foundation actually to go into it right now. Demas was around the Apostle Paul in his presence, listened, he listened to his preaching, but he did not change. He did not change. All the disciples and Judas walked with Jesus, heard the word being preached, but Judas did not change. There was no law of recognition of what God was revealing to him. Demas did not change. What was in his spiritual father did not enter and come into him. He walked away. Nothing about our lives will change until we recognize the voice that God wants us to listen to. Listen what Pastor John shared with us. Pastor John said, God's law of recognition must always be at work in my life and your life, but you must be willing to accept what's being revealed 
Pastor John says, when you recognize something, you must flow and act on what you recognize. Number one, if you cannot recognize it, Pastor John said, then you cannot receive it. And then Pastor John said this about himself. He says, when he recognized where God wanted him to go and to be, Pastor John had to fully engage and participate in what was being revealed to him. Pastor John is speaking and in, in the Holy Spirit is causing and allowing Pastor John to speak much about himself. So that's what, what's in our spiritual father can come into the sons. Pastor John says, you think you're the only one that must do it? He says, no, I had to fully engage and participate in what was revealed. Pastor John said, there's then no holding back. When God says, this is where I've got for you and I'm calling you to this person, this is what I'm going to join you to, this is what I'm going to give you, and this is what I'm going to reveal to you. Pastor John says, the law of recognition must be then the first thing. If you do not recognize what God is calling you to and who that person and people is, then it's just another event. But if you recognize what God is calling you to and your spiritual father and your family, he says, then you will recognize the moment. Then you can recognize a season. Then you can recognize a people. And then you can recognize the person, your spiritual father. So then change can come so that you can become. You know what? I, I wrote it. It's, it's a few years ago. I wrote it big, big time here in my book because that was the dilemma of my life when I was lawless. You see, I could not become from watching TBN and, 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 and other things and reading books. Nothing in my life changed until I recognized the voice that God wanted me to listen to. That day, my life changed. Pastor Sharon shared with us Tuesday evening, Pastor John is a spiritual father. That is the voice God wants us to listen to. Pastor John says, if you ask people who are your pastor, they cannot tell you. And Pastor Sharon is right. I want to say to all of you here today, if you have missed Tuesday evening, you have already missed again what God is bringing us. Pastor Sharon shared with us, Tuesday evenings, Pray Connect, is, is the ecclesia coming together to legislate as a Sunday morning. It's not one or the other one. This is the ways of our Lord Jesus. This is his ways. Pastor John said many believers will tell you about ministries who have effective, who affected their lives. I could also tell you, oh boy, you must still see and you had to see my library. But they will not really commit to who is their pastor, who is their spiritual father. God calls men to people and people to men. It's always a divine calling and it should always be a divine assignment. The place where God is planting you will be the place of your spiritual father. It is your wealthy and laughing place and your place to prosper. But sons, all of us sons, it will be the place where you will be trained 
And it will also be the place where you are confronted because sons with a spiritual father must grow, must grow to know. Pastor Sharon mentioned it on Tuesday evening and we are waiting for her to come and minister. The highest level attainable for us is first of all the order of God in the principle on which all creation hangs on the relationship between father and son. That's why Pastor Sharon shared with us Tuesday evening, we must make a switch. We must undergo a switch in our hearts. Why? Because many believers, their growth has been stunted because they don't have a spiritual father. Their growth actually stopped. Many people, many people even thinking, I, I don't know how you can call your, yourself a son. And if you have no father, how can you have an inheritance? I thought about leaving this out but then I knew I just had to go there. Sons and fathers, but just something that I already mentioned to the my exchanges. There's a difference between a true son and a parasite. People who just want things for themselves, not wanting to be part of anything. A parasite wants you to sponsor them and pay their bills. A true son wants you to teach them direct and train you. A parasite wants what's in your hand. A true son wants what's in your heart. This is, this is the truth about a true son. True sons knows that the life of a father and son are knitted together in the service of our Lord Jesus. Their purpose and calling are connected. They stay in service of the Lord so that the will of God can flow from generation to generation. Pastor John preached so much about uh, Jacob's constellation. Esau was the firstborn in line for great destiny. But because of no recognition of his father, no honor, he sought his future. He aborted the plan. Even when the book of Hebrews says that later on he sought to get it back, but he could not. I just wanted to share that with you about sons and fathers. So we are looking forward to it. Pastor John has the, Pastor Sharon has the detail to come and minister to us about sons and fathers, the way the Holy Spirit will lead her. Pastor Sharon also even mentioned Tuesday evening, the double portion. That's why I say, how can you even mention the double portion? If you don't have a spiritual father, I mean, then you have no inheritance. No father, no inheritance. And that's why what happened on Tuesday evening, we will press with our faith to where we must go. Pastor Sharon said, we've got to pray. Why? The law of recognition. Pastor Sharon said, we must pray because everyone must see. We must recognize and give it a revelation of God's order of how ministry in the ecclesia works. And we say, yes, Lord, that is what we are after. Will you please open your Bibles at Daniel 4, verse 7, as I start to close this morning. Pastor John shared with us in, in March this year in cooperation part one. He says, if you only want things for yourself, like those 
who think they are sons, but they're not really sons because they must still make their decision in their hearts. He says, if you only want for yourself, then you are a single generation mindset person. Because a generational mindset person will begin to think like God. And wants, a person like that wants the ways of God. In Daniel 4, 7, how great are his signs and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Selfish believers think that everything rises and falls with them. God's plans are generational. That's why God is taking the children in this ecclesia. There is always a handing off of plans and purposes from one generation to another. That is what we call legacy transfer. Pastor John shared with us last year when he ministered about the law of recognition, honor, and protocol. Pastor John says, if you recognize the law of recognition this morning, if you recognize what God is doing to you, what God is doing for you, the law of recognition will immediately, oh, I mean, I have highlighted this. I am praying this. The law of recognition will immediately begin to unlock other avenues. If you do not have the law of recognition, you will not see what you need. You will not experience what you must get. So here's the big question where I want to go today. The law of recognition will immediately begin to unlock other avenues. What does that mean? How can things be unlocked for you and me? Pastor John shared with us, I'm here because God has called me here. He placed me here. He has put his mantle, his gifting, and his calling upon my life. He said, the Lord said, Pastor John, I need you to do something for me. I need you to receive my words, lift my words, and then be a messenger of my words. And I want you to represent who I am. What is that? It's the work of an apostle. Now remember, if you walk in the law of recognition, Pastor John said immediately, it will unlock the things that God has for us. So this is the work of an apostle, is to receive from the Lord something to deliver. You all remember, as God brought us his words. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3, look at Pastor John alongside the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3, New King James, For I delivered to you first all that which I received. The Apostle Paul, Pastor, the Apostle John Ben Dixon says, I delivered to you all that I'm receiving from the Lord. Now, this is the design of the designer, the work of an apostle. And the enemy wants you to abort this recognition. Why? Because this special messenger, the apostle, receives from God that will unlock everything for us. Why should we all know this by time? Because Pastor Sharon has been teaching and training and bringing this word to us so beautifully. And she will not stop. But we've got to recognize. So how can it unlock the things for us? The apostolic anointing literally takes a church, an ecclesia, therefore you and me, to new levels of spiritual growth that you cannot reach 
apart from the apostles' anointing. That's why when the Lord planted us 24 years ago here, the Lord said to me, and you, you've heard me many, many times. The, of course, I, I, I did not understand then by the great grace of God as the word came to me and you through these years. The Lord said to me, Christy, you cannot take yourself there. And oh boy, in my lawless years, in reading all the books, listening to all of TBN, I sometimes wonder if you can know how I listen to TBN. When I had to destroy all those tapes, I even, I had them running, even during the evening. I just had to get all the information and everything out there. No, it's not how you can go to the highest level sustainable. It's not his way. It's not his fixed plan. No, for us to go to new levels of spiritual growth, that's the apostolic anointing that takes us there. So why can this recognition unlock avenues and the things for us? Because only an apostle provides passage from one spiritual dimension, from one level to another level. Only an apostle. Only an apostle. I remembered my first thoughts when I heard Pastor John said, it's time to step up and into. And then on the heels of Pastor John, Brother Jerry said, now, highest level, sustainable, maximum. My first thoughts were, Lord, this is apostolic. It happened in my heart. I immediately by the Holy Spirit recognized there's no other way to go to the highest levels if it's not through the apostolic passport to have access to those levels. I said, Lord, and of course I know it's apostolic, but it was such a celebration in my heart because we have an apostle. His calling provides a passage to the highest levels attainable. We have access. We can access highest levels attainable because only a person or a church connected to an apostle can have access to spiritual truths that can be obtained only through that passage of an apostle, not by themselves. And I wrote again, not with books, Christy, an apostle is a spiritual passport that gives believers the right of passage into the highest levels attainable because of deep spiritual truths. We as an ecclesia, and I'm going to read it to you, this is exactly it. The Lord is smiling. The Lord is smiling because of where we are finding ourselves in the house anointing of an apostle that gave God that obedience. The, the Lord is pleased and he says, come on guys, law of recognition. You're not at the same place. No variation of the old anymore. I want to say this the way it came out of me. Think about this business people and every gift in this church. That's how the Lord gave it to me. Think about this. What do you think you can access on your own? What do you think you can access on your own? Only what the world system will allow you. But here planted, the special messenger receiving from God will unlock everything for us. So we can only access by faith what we receive from him. What will my faith, where will my faith go if I can't receive what Pastor John must bring? I can't access anything higher 
What can you access by using your faith? If we do not receive what he's receiving from the Lord to bring us. Oh Lord, we recognize. We recognize. We can only access by faith. What Pastor John, like the Apostle Paul says, I have received something that I can bring you something. That is why Pastor John says, just like the Apostle Paul, I received something to deliver something, to unlock something. We say yes, Lord. The Apostle Paul is a spiritual leader and overseer, responsible colonizing a new region with the Word of God and to bring the culture of the New Testament right here. Pastor John is doing this with his crew right now, subduing kingdoms right now. In Pastor John's face, the saint one, many are shouting at him, do not touch our systems, do not touch our places where we work, do not touch. But, 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 Pastor John is a trendsetter for Jesus. God is reinventing with this church with Pastor John. Pastor John is sent to bring the culture of the New Testament church here for our Lord and our God. So what does this mean? And what is this to you and me? Oh, it is great. And your ears must hear this today about yourself. The apostle is a sent one from Jesus, sent to specific people, called to relationships, and not only revelations, relationship and revelation. Pastor John is called to us and we to him. So I want to share this with you. Where does that leave you and me? Pastor John, an apostle specially selected, specially commissioned and specially sent. Now, God does not play games putting a crew around Pastor John. So if Pastor John is specially selected, specially commissioned and specially sent, that means you and me are specially selected, specially commissioned and specially sent to come and do your part, to come and do my part. That's the design of the designer. He knew to bring you and me. Your part must be there around this apostle to colonize, to subdue kingdoms. You are specially, you did not just end up here. God brought us here. Oh, this is God's order. This is his ways. This wonderful apostle, our spiritual father. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm ending with this, and my time is spot on. I'm ending with this, and it's becoming my prayer, and I, I hope that as you hear the words that God gave Pastor John, that this will become our prayer today. When Pastor John ministered this, it touched my heart so much. When Pastor John came to minister on the 12th of March, he said this to all of us. This was huge in my heart this morning. When I was praying in the spirit and I said to the Lord, Lord, I know I've got to preach from last week's message. I know already what I must preach. I know what I've got to preach and what I've got to teach today. And Pastor John was pleading with the Lord and he said, Lord, but Lord, this is so big. I'm just asking you to just allow the people to receive this, to recognize. Just allow them to have ears to hear. Like you say in the book of Revelation, he that has ears, let him hear. Can you, can you hear 
how he's pleading and praying for us because he knows that he receives from the Lord what he must bring to you and me. Then Pastor John says, that's why I said, Lord, and I, and, and I must tell you, the tears ran over my cheeks because I am saved by God, called with a holy calling like you. But oh boy, God saved me. And God saved you. To hear these words, that's why I said, said Pastor John, what I said before I preached even. But I want to say to you, heritage of faith, in my heart, says Pastor John, I have great appreciation for you. Truly, I spend a lot of time this morning thanking God for this people for you. Because there's not many places in the earth that I could go and preach this message. There's not many people who would be ready to hear what I've just said this morning. And because what I taught is radical. And this is why the Lord is smiling, why Pastor John had to speak to Pastor John. This is a revolutionary message. Well, it's not, it's just that you can hear it, but it's also because you've allowed me to preach it. It's that you have opened your hearts to it and you have received it into your hearts and into your life so that we can become like our spiritual father. We have chosen to do something about it and we choose to say, we are going to live this way, Pastor John. And we say today, Pastor John, as the Holy Spirit allows you to, to share about your life, we're going to live like you, Pastor John. It's entering into our hearts. We recognize it. We love it. It's God's way. It's coming into our hearts and into us as sons. Pastor John says, and I know, you don't know, and we don't know the whole journey and how it will look like, but we do know this, that whatever God needs us to repent from, we will repent from it. Now, guys, I just want to say to you, Pastor John ministered about this a lot. Since God dropped the mantle on Pastor Sharon to bring us the wood, I will take the children. I am not yet out of repentance as I'm coming out of Babylon. If you are one of those who will have the guts this morning to recognize that you did not want to recognize, our repentance goes on before the Lord. And we have the word of God is just and faithful to forgive us and to just go on with the Lord. That's why the correction plus the revelation and the direction and everything that it's unlocking is coming to you and me. So, Lord, this is just something in your heart and in my heart as the Holy Spirit is busy with you this morning that we will continue to repent. And we will love you, Lord, and we will give you all of our lives. And then this last part that the Holy Spirit gave to Pastor John. And this is why for a while there's a smile on our dial, but not just for a while. This is why we are so full of joy that God saved us and he planted us, that he is bringing his knowledge of his ways and we can, we can reach the highest levels attainable. What did the Lord say? That's why he is smiling. God has brought us as a church, Pastor John says as a ministry, he brought us to this point in time where God is saying, hey church, you are well positioned. You are positioned because of the apostolic call that you are called to. Yes, Lord, we recognize. We know, Lord, 
we are so glad, the messenger and the message, that you are ready to receive and to recognize how God is leading us. You are well positioned to go to the maximum. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We are so pleased. We are with you, Lord. We are, we are walking according to your ways. We love your ways. We want to know everything about your ways and about your order. And we all say, Amen. Amen. This is my prayer. Oh, Lord, I bless you all in the mighty name of Jesus. This whole week, we are blessed going out and we are blessed coming in. God's blessings, His glory, His wonder and His goodness is just overtaking all the areas of our lives. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your fixed anointing, your blessings and your goodness, Lord. We love you. We love your people and we love your word, Lord. And we all say, Amen. Well, Pastor Sharon announced it this morning. No message moments this afternoon because we have a wonderful community center meeting. And I want to say to all of you, we have made such a glorious start. And soon we're going to, we're going to show you and share with you everything that, you, that we are doing. Because next time, when we have a meeting like this on a Sunday, so that all the dads can be with us, the whole family can be here, next time, all of you are going to receive an invitation to come. Why? We serve a generational God. We do not come to this church and it's just about me. No, it's all of us to come and to do our part. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, Sunday afternoon. Some of you we will see at Bible school on Monday and all of you, we're going to see you on Tuesday evening at Prayer Connect. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>